We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. From the Clark Ford Studio in Oxford, Mississippi, MBW Digital proudly presents the Oxford Exxon Podcast. I'd say thanks for tuning in. But why am I going to give you a round of applause for something you're supposed to do, to be frank? And now, here are your hosts, Chase Parham. And broadcast school has really paid off. And Neil McCready. I deserve to be on TV. Welcome into this Monday edition of the Oxford Exxon Podcast. Chase Parham, Neil McCready, Clark Ford Studio, 8 o'clock in the morning, back on uh, the new, the old schedule, whatever you want to uh, want to call it. hope we have some... Uh, Joining us here in the live stream here in a few minutes as we uh, get started. You guys get to work, get your headphones in, avoid work, listen to us instead over the next hour and, I don't know, 15 minutes, whatever it is that we typically uh, talk. We, we have a really good internal clock. I never actually really look at the time, but it's within like five minutes every single time. So anyway, there's uh, there's that. We'll talk plenty of college football today, plenty of Ole Miss football. They have done one week of camp I'm trying to not call it fall camp. I'm trying to just call it camp this week. That's my goal for the day. I, I still say Redskins every single time about Washington. So I'm, I'm I'm working on that habit and not saying fall camp right now. But nonetheless, that's uh, that's where we're at on a podcast brought to you every single day by the Oxford Exxon Highway 6 West in Oxford. Still remember the self-checkout going strong there at the Blue Sky. Go in, take care of yourself. I'm big proponents of the self-checkout. You should be too. So go in, see it. Take advantage of the hot case with all the pork, the chicken, the barbecue, and much more. Maybe you download the Speed Pass Plus out, earn some points, and save money there with the Oxford Exxon and all Blue Sky locations across Mississippi. And again, we're coming to you from the Clark Ford studio. We are Clark Ford's in Amory, Mississippi, 662-257-1900 is that number. Call it. Ask for Corey Clark. Tell Corey what Ford product you're looking for. He'll send you a quote. Within 15 minutes and business hours, right to the bottom line. No hassle, no haggle. You get your quote. And the rest is up to you. You can chop that quote around. Or you can do what I've done, what I recommend that you do, and that's hop into a Clark Ford today, 662-257-1900. Guest, join us on the Rafters Music and Food Hotline, Rafters Music and Food on the Square in Oxford. I suspect we'll be hopping a little bit here in the next couple of weeks as the uh, kids are back. Mm-hmm. and uh, Traffic has picked up. Traffic has picked up. Uh, Rafters in New Albany. And then uh, starting again on Wednesday, rafters on the water. Still, uh, it's not fall. Walk outside and you'll know it's not fall. So uh, still, you can enjoy frozen margaritas, frozen daiquiris, and um, waterfront views there at Sardis on the water out. I'm sorry, rafters on the water out at Sardis. 
you know, relative to the other days, today's kind of pleasant. I think the high is only like 82 today. Oh, is that right? It's, it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's fine. I mean, it's still humid as hell because every day is humid as hell. But, yeah, it's a little, little better today. It's not complete oven baked. Uh, a lot of stuff at rebelgrove.com. There's stories and observations and conversations and, and anything you could want from a nation standpoint there. With uh, It's a lot of football on the site. A lot of football content on the uh, site at rebelgrove.com. So we'll kind of hash through some of it today. Again, we've had one week. They, uh, they scrimmaged yesterday inside the stadium. They did a lot of simulated scrimmage stuff on Saturday in full pads as well. Those have been the only two full days in pads at this point. Um, they're off today, and they will practice the rest of the week, and then uh, I guess scrimmage again this weekend. Um, so, All right, listen to this one real quick before we get into football. Okay, sure. This is uh, the Mill Nola, which I presume will be a restaurant in New Orleans called the Mill. Okay. The Creole Sazerac. All right. All right. Sure. Uh, it's rum, hoodoo chicory liqueur. Okay, hold on. Rum, hoodoo. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. Um, rich simple syrup, which I just assume it means simple syrup. Sure. Orange bitters. Okay. Ginger bitters. Okay. And a mist of Branca Menta, which I don't know what that is. It's an is. absinthe uh, replacement. Okay. A mist of it. Yeah. They're coating the glass. Yeah. So, I, I get that it has liquor, it has absinthe, I get that it it has whatever, but what makes that a Sazerac in any way? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's almost like, hey, we're in New Orleans, so if we put the Sazerac name on this concoction of a cocktail. Because I fixed a Sazerac last night yeah, for myself, and it was actually really good. And I did not include rum or... Because I don't think a Sazerac is like an old-fashioned, because everybody thinks an old-fashioned is bourbon, but it's not. Old-fashioned is a method. It's not right, a drink. Right. You can do a rum, a gin, a vodka, sure. whatever you'd like, old-fashioned. A rum, old-fashioned, sometimes is actually pretty good. Yeah. This is weird. Sorry, I, I, I realize um, I, I just... Completely... No, it's all good. I'm, I'm trying to think through it. I mean, the chicory liqueur, look, I mean, you're also getting quite the punch there because it's got a lot more alcohol content than your Kahlua or yeah. your Bailey's. It's, it's a vodka base. It is not a, uh, it's not a nice little Irish cream. No, it'll, it'll hit you in the jaw. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah and there's a little sure. bit to that hoodoo. So, I don't know. That's interesting. I, 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 do we have a picture? Can I, can, can I see it? Um... Is that doable? Yeah, I could probably make that happen. Oh, did I lose it? Cathead retweeted it. Oh, they did? Yeah. Okay. I can't find it now. My my Twitter is moving fast. Okay. We'll There's a lot going on in Afghanistan this morning, apparently, and that my, my Twitter is rolling. All right, so back to football. I apologize. <sighs> no, I apologize. You're fine. I apologize. Um... Today's the first day in a week that I feel quasi-normal. Because you were gone. I was gone and then was exhausted mm-hmm. for a couple of days. And today's the first day that I kind of feel like, okay, I can start to establish something resembling a routine again. And I don't know if you, it's, you're close to me. We're both very routine-oriented people. Um, yes. So, I mean, even the 8 o'clock in the morning thing, like it was a little... Not bad, because I enjoy it, but getting up, kind of like, all right, here's what we're doing, need to move, need to do this, need to do this. Um, I was helped out a little bit today by the weather, because I think I can run later in the day, so I didn't do it this morning, and it let me get some work done and do some different things and kind of feel better, if you uh, if you will. Uh, so anyway, nobody cares about that. Football, um, 
trying to think kind of how to piece this all together. Um, Thank you, Kyle, by the way, for the uh, super chat. It says, welcome back to the mornings. I think we're both glad to be back to the mornings. We I never, operate better this way. We sure. never really wanted to leave the mornings, but and I've told the story, and I'll be very, very fast. Staying in the mornings in March of 2020 was not an option. It literally was not doable. No. It I mean, it, just it, simply The was, podcast would have buffered and driven all of us crazy to a point that had been hard to explain. And it would have resulted in mass chaos in my house yeah. from, from my children. It was just not a doable thing. And then the summer was weird as hell. And then we probably could have done it last season, but we didn't know going into the season what the season was going to be like from a media standpoint. Yeah, we, we didn't know exactly how Kiffin was going to operate. So in, in, at the moment, it was better to stay with the current schedule, figure out what his looks like, and then go from there. And yeah. I think that's kind of what we did. And now we realize that, look, for the next week, we might have some practice availability, some different things. But the way it all operates, we're perfectly fine to get this out of the way and then get on with whatever else is going on football standpoint from, uh, from there. I, I will tell you, it's a very small tweak. And, I mean, I really can't believe this is my first observation that we're talking about on the podcast. But – it has been absolutely hot as hell this last week around here, and them stretching and doing stuff inside, I have felt like has kept them a little more fresh toward the end of practice. And now some of this is just getting more acclimated. It's been a few yeah. more days. But, I mean, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, they were struggling that last 45 minutes. I mean, you were seeing – you're still seeing the projectile vomit and the whole deal and whatever. And it does it, – it, I don't know if it's just acclimation, if, if if staying out of it for 45 more minutes makes a difference. I don't know what all the reasons. But I felt like on Saturday – I think on it's just Saturday, a dehydration they, thing. You think it's just dehydration? I do. I think it's as yeah. simple as – and just the heat over the course of hours wears you down. Yeah, Saturday I felt like they were sharper and not as heat – stricken by the end of it they've seen better yeah um, i noticed that on friday as well for whatever that's worth I, I i don't know but little small tweak there that i do think made some semblance of a, of, of a difference um offense dominates the scrimmage yesterday um yes matt corral scored a lot of points threw a lot of passes braylon sanders caught a lot of passes plenty of coverage com. look and you guys can't see it, so I understand you're relying on us. I understand you're all very excited. This is not in any way a criticism because I appreciate every one of you and wish there were a lot more of you. Um, but. Well, no, the expectation. <laughs> <laughs> oh, really? You're cool. Yeah. 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 Um, Comma. Yeah. But. <laughs> semicolon, actually. Um, you know, the defense getting shredded by a top five national offense is not a surprise in a scrimmage situation. Um, yeah. This defense can be remarkably better, have more SEC players on it, have a bigger ability to actually put in guys who can fit schemes and roles, and still give up a ton of points against this offense on some days. I mean, it's it's one of those deals where I think everybody just needs to take a breath, just needs to calm down a little bit and understand kind of the relative nature here. Because, frankly, if this defense shuts down the offense for like a week, I'm going to kind of be wondering about the offense a little bit as much as anything. That's not going to happen. The offense is going to score points because it's really freaking good. So the defense is going to have to take a little more small victories in this. They're going to have to get better. And we talked about a little bit like that about this last week. There is a semblance of, in a very centralized way, I'm going to say this, of the Alabama thing where – that defense is not going to play a lot of offenses during the season better than the one it's going against every single day. So it's getting better even by getting shredded. 
It's seeing things. Yeah. It's doing things. I mean, look, it's got its issues, and we'll talk about them. Yeah. But the fact that Matt Corral scored a lot of points on this Ole Miss defense is not a sign of the end of the world if you're the defense and where you're moving forward because that's going to happen even if you're a little better. Even if I mean, they scored 48 or whatever on Alabama last year, it is what it is. So chill, relax. It's going to be all right. Uh, Juco kids don't look good in camp ever. So I don't know what Iton and I don't know what Jamon Gordon are going to be, but I'm damn sure what they're going to be right now because that was completely expected. Um, yeah. Just so take a, just take take a breath. I was I, I I got back late Thursday, so I've been out there Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Matt Corral's playing at a really high level right now. Even Lane Kiffin praised him yesterday. Yes, and Lane does not like to heap praise on his quarterback. No, if he can help it, the standard is pretty high. The standard's really high, and he wants him to keep striving. Um, but Matt's Matt's playing at a really high level right now. Um, they're good up front. They're loaded at running back. Henry Parrish is the third string running back right now. Mm-hmm. A bigger story is Kentrell Bullock is the fourth string running back right now. Someone. You think there have been years where Bullock would be the dude we're talking about? Someone inside the program told me yesterday that Bullock could have transferred somewhere and been a starter at a lot of places right now. He's the fourth string running back. So, look, I wrote this in 10 Thoughts because I think sometimes, and you know me, you've known me a long time, the one thing I'm always super cautious about, one of the reasons that I don't like fall camp coverage People are like, oh, you don't want to be out there. It's not that. It's you're only seeing one program. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, you see the warts, but you also hear a lot of optimism. There's a lot of optimism. Bigger, faster, stronger, the whole deal. And you have to be careful with that because, as I wrote yesterday, it can be a bit of a paradox. You, If the offense looks great, well, it looked great against the defense, which makes the defense look bad. Is it that the defense is bad, or is it that the offense is great, or was it just one day? Because on Saturday, basically, I thought the defense had a better day than the offense. And then on Sunday, they put the pads on, they get inside the stadium, they get you as close to simulating football as you can simulate it, and the offense looks like the Ole Miss offense, and the defense was the victim. Mm -hmm. That being said, I've said this to you several times over the last week, there are things on that defense that I don't like. Yeah. That if I were an Ole Miss fan would bother me. I'm not convinced that there is a true presence off the edge yet. Some days, sometimes Sam Williams is that presence, and some days he's not. And when he's not, they have no presence mm-hmm. on the edge. Um, I worry a little bit about their linebacker play from a speed standpoint. I just sometimes wonder, are you fast enough at that position? It's better, but it was so bad. What does that mean? What does that look like? And so they're loaded in the defensive backfield. They're very good back there. They have a lot of really good players. But, and and I wrote this yesterday, this is the old man in me coming out a little bit. I've covered this league for a long time. And I can't help but to sometimes just watch lines of scrimmage. Sure. And I think if you don't have what the word is here, the football coaches would say if you don't have enough ass up front, mm-hmm. you get 
bulldozed. I do worry about their ability to just stop the run. I do worry about their ability to get off the field on third down, to make it third and long where some of that speed and stuff can can be utilized in blitz packages. I do worry about it. teams being able to stay ahead of the chains against this defense because of your ability to get four and a half, five yards every time you run the football. Mm-hmm. Those are things that I that I, I would worry about, and I don't know the answer to that. And that's I'm not the one getting paid millions of dollars to figure it out. So those are issues, though. Now on the other side of the ball, I mean you're nitpicking. You know you'd like to see Jonathan Mingo be more consistent. You'd like a little more tight end play. But. You'd, you'd like to see Hudson Wolf get fully healthy, and but there were some signs from him yesterday, even in a black jersey. There's some depth concerns at tackle. Yeah, but you're nitpicking. Those, those, you know, I've heard people go, "Well, boy, if Corral got hurt, okay, yeah, but you do that anyway." <laughs> That's a hundred programs in the country. I mean, I, we do that. If Spencer Rattler gets hurt, <laughs> yeah, Lincoln Riley has a part of me here. I know it's eight nineteen in the morning. Lincoln Riley would have an oh shit moment. Yeah, there is no Sam Howell if Sam Howell's hurt. At North yeah, if Carolina. Sam Howell gets hurt, North Carolina takes a step back. Yeah. If Bryce Young gets hurt, Alabama scrambles. Yeah. If Bo Nix gets hurt, Auburn scrambles. Yeah. At this point, the kid at LSU Johnson, if he were to go down, because you're going back to the third team or now, quarterback is a Miles big issue going. all of a sudden. So yeah, I mean, we, we can do the quarterback thing everywhere. I, that's to me, that's like yeah, duh. But the other stuff's not duh. Yeah, sure. The other stuff's real. You need a third tackle. You need a third tackle. You probably need – they need Dennis Jackson to take a step up. And yesterday he showed some signs of it. He's had a pretty good week of camp, but they need that to continue. They mm. need Jaden Jackson to step up, and so far he has not. Yeah. I mean, there are some things that are there. It's not perfect. He's better, but Cedric Johnson's got to get going. Yeah. He needs to make a leap. Yeah. And, and he hasn't been there long enough to ask for a leap. And so then people do the Iton thing. And this is where I get mad at us. Okay. Okay? Yeah. Because I don't think sometimes <clears throat> we're negative enough. Isaiah Iton and Jamon Gordon were at JUCOs. And when you go from JUCO to the SEC level, most every time the transition is one year. Even for dudes that end up having pretty good careers, you know, Wayne Dorsey's of the world, guys like that. Um. Well, it plays into what I was going to say. We'll knock this out before we go to break and come back and continue to talk about the same subject again. Is you and I were having this conversation either when you were headed to the scrimmage yesterday or you're leaving. I don't remember. It was you leaving. And obviously us seeing practice for podcasts, for everything, is better than not seeing practice. Of course. However, it is this problem of – what you report, and I don't mean like what's legal to report. I mean simply what do we say with the full ability to say whatever because it tends to, and I don't think the coaches are, I don't mean they're dumb. I just mean I don't think they have this in their minds as a reason for it. But it causes people to be more positive because you're just watching plays. So when you're writing things down, you point the you point out the highlights, you point out who's doing what well. The bad kind of gets lost in the shuffle unless you completely focus on it, and especially on this first week. When you're putting something in public, you know that the fan base is very excited. You know the fan base is hanging on every word to the point of they're going to probably be a little hyperbolic with it, good and bad. Yes. Pointing out tons of negatives is probably what we should be doing. 
but you also are hesitant to just kill a kid the first week of camp. Yeah. When the next week you go, hey, well, so and so, oh, so he's gotten a ton better. It's like, no, he just had a bad day. I don't like. I don't. I, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I mean, that's. I mean, even like with Dennis Jackson. Dennis Jackson is compl- incredibly fast. He when he really gets run. out in space, he moves incredibly well. Yeah. He's not very physical around defenders, though. He does not go up and get the ball very well. You know what I mean? And right. I sit there and point that out and put that point out that out. Well, okay. And they're pointing that but, out. And yeah, so at yeah, some yeah, point, yeah. that it's light like, will either come on or yeah. it won't. But it's just, it creates a really strange dynamic of. I, I'm going to interrupt you to yeah, say something yeah, real quick. Yeah, there, sure. was, there was a guy yesterday, I will not say the kid's name because I will not do this to a college kid. Sure. But the question was, why is he not playing? And the answer was, look, you can't make them want it. It's not all athleticism. Lead the horse to water and all. It's you can't you can't make them make the step mentally. That's not something you coach. You can try, and that's certainly your job is to keep trying. But there's a reason that some guys get on the field and some guys don't. Sometimes it's physical limitations and sometimes it's something other than that. As I say all the time, and people get mad at me for doing it, they're not robots. There's there's more to it than that. And the coach is trying to figure out is, hey, is this guy going to eventually flash and the light's going to come on and we got to keep going? Or at what point you go, no, it's just not there. When do you pull the plug? Yeah. Yeah. you got so many so many coaches and you got a hundred and how many ever players. And if you, if you own a car, how many times do you fix the car before you just go get another car? And there's an equation there. Yeah, sure. And that's how it works with players, too. And at some points, you've put too much into the player, and there's not enough left to get out, and you move on. Mm-hmm. So. Dennis is not there, by the no, way. We're no, not, no, 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 no. Dennis is still very much worth That's fi- in the fixing. instant gratification minds yes. of everyone going, well, he's a freshman. Why is he not? Well, okay. But we'll talk about the Juco thing when we come yeah. back. Because so. the, 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 the Iton, Jamon, Gordon, and I wrote about them on Friday, and today's Monday, so I feel like. Well, that was like eight months ago. <laughs> so I don't the, know. The, Tell me each day about that is our fault. Yeah. Okay. Podcast brought to you in part by Community Mortgage, Oxford, Memphis, Soto County, and Chattanooga. All underwriting and processing is that in Memphis. You're getting local underwriting. Understands your market. A leader in condo financing, the float down option, and more. You can find Jason at 662-234-2704 or J-L-O-W-E at communitymtg.com. We're also brought to you by Dead Soxy. It's deadsoxy.com. Go to promo code rebelgrove. At uh, checkout, enter the promo code Rebel Grove, I should say, at checkout for 25% off your entire order. Best socks you'll ever put on your feet, whether it's the no shows or the traditional socks. You'll love them. Deadsoxy.com, promo code Rebel Grove for 25% off. Uh, the Grove will be back open and full capacity this fall, and the team at 7 South Tailgating will be there to serve any tailgating needs you may have. It's your one stop shop for all things tailgating at Ole Miss. They provide a level of service. That is like none other. Their team is passionate about serving fellow Rebels, and it shows. And if you use their service once, you'll never tailgate without them again. So to lock in a tailgating package for this fall, go to their site, 7southtailgating.com, submit a request, or feel free to call them directly at 662-321-1682. We're also brought to you by Game Changer Patch Company. They uh, they sponsor my 10 Weekend Thoughts, I should say. 
and that's up at rebelgrove.com. Game Changer has developed their own custom blend for treating hangovers uh, to help reduce dehydration, prevent sleep deprivation, and help process alcohol. Game Changer patches are the only two-patch system available in the market. The warm-up patch is used before or while you drink, and the overtime patch is used after you've been drinking and while you sleep. So if you're getting ready to go into the Grove, and what's that, less than a month now? It is, yes, the, uh, the 11th, I believe. The opener. I would suggest getting in touch with the people at Game Changer. Go to GameChangerPatch.com, enter the promo code REBELGROVE20, that's REBELGROVE20, and you'll get 20% off your purchase. So get that purchase now. You can take that uh, take that into the Grove with you, put one on while you drink. Then mm. uh, when you get done and you go to bed that night, put another one on. You'll wake up the next day ready ready to ready for a hair of the dog either ready for the hair of the dog or ready to be back functioning normal on on monday morning when work rolls around again we're also brought to you by acs automation control systems uh, clay mcnutt and ba- the people in Baldwin, mississippi they established acs in um, 2013 it is a complete electrical control system solution provider and a rockwell automation recognized system integrator they have a uh, full-time, dedicated emergency service and troubleshooting staff and a UL508A panel shop. They can custom tailor software packages, custom design electrical control panel solutions, and much more. Um, to get more information about automation and control systems, go to acsllcms.com or call 662 601 4381. Podcast also brought to you by Northeast Spark, S-P-A-R-C, and the Ignite package that's 100 Mbps, or the Blaze, the one gig that powers the Clark Ford Studio. Your hometown team bring you world-class broadband. That's nespark.com, 662-238-3159. Phone services available, frontal controls, network security, wireless mesh extender, and much more. So call the office, find out if it's in your area. I use it in my home as well. Again, that's 662-238-3159. Um. Yeah, a couple different things here. First, Taiwan Malone is still not a hundred percent after his ACL surgery that was in November, December, somewhere in there. Yeah. Um, he's in a black jersey. He is non-contact, obviously. Um, not going through a ton of drills. Um, I don't know what the expectation is. Um. At this point, any expectation for him this year is unrealistic. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm not overly familiar with football and defensive linemen and ACL tears and what that looks like. I mean, I was just randomly talking to David Johnson about it the other day when Taiwan walked in front of us and Eli had two ACL surgeries when he was in high school and then at Ole Miss. And he made mention that healthy and firing normally are two completely different things. Right. That you're healthy enough to physically play and medic- be medically cleared – Within eight to ten months, um, somewhere around where Malone is at this point, or soon at least from that standpoint. But football shape is different than normal shape. You have to get in normal shape even with a knee that's messed up. But it takes another segment of time for it to fire where you were pre-injury. Um, yeah. And, and, you know, look, frankly, anything Malone gives you this season is probably a cherry on top, just from my opinion. Um, I think that's a fair evaluation at this point. Um yeah, so there's a short-term view, and then there's a long-term view. And from yeah. a long-term view, they're super excited about him. And when you see yeah, him sure. walk by, you're like, oh, I get it. 
the size speed thing is there with Taiwan. He looks Long. like an SEC defensive, an elite SEC defensive tackle. He does. Yeah. You can't coach that. Uh, he's got every bit of that in spades. But the short term is that you have to, he hasn't had a year yet. And a lot of times those things take a full year. And a full year is the end of the season. Might they get something out of him? Sure. But I feel confident in saying he's not going to get a bunch of reps against Louisville. And so then you get into the Juco guys. Yeah. Iton, Gordon. Yeah. And on Friday, I was talking to people, and they were pretty pleased with what they were seeing out of Iton. And that I think the words with Gordon was that he's coming along. And they expect him to be impactful. And the season is still three weeks away, three weeks from today. Is that right? Uh, yeah, 16, 23rd. Yeah, sure. So you got some time. And, uh, but they have days where they look impactful and they have days where they look like Juco guys. And the jump from the Juco level to the SEC level is significant. And if you remember in the spring, they were going up against mostly backups. Offensive lineman, because most of Ole Miss's offensive linemen didn't go through the spring. Right. And now you're going up against, um, you know, the Nick Brokers and Ben Browns and Jeremy Jameses of the world, guys who've played a lot of football. Mm-hmm. And you can get shut down pretty quick because now those guys are pretty locked in. And you're going up against an SEC scheme. Yeah, you're learning. Your head's on a swivel. And they're throwing a lot at you, and you're adjusting. The big adjustment for JUCOs is every play. Because in JUCO, when you're Isaiah Iton, you can take a play off. Ain't no big deal. Yeah, sure. The college level, this level, you take a play off, you get exposed. And you get yelled at. And you get screamed at. And they show the film over and over and yeah. over. And it's demoralizing. And then you go do it again. And that's where they are right now a little bit. Typically, Juco guys, you see the lights come on over the course of the first season. And then that second season, guys like Iton go dominate. Ole Miss needs him to, that to speed up. And he did have the spring. And so it's realistic to think that it will. But the fact that they're not just out there in the first scrimmage of the fall just dropping haymakers <laughs> yeah. is to be expected. Yeah. And I get mad at myself for not pointing out, hey, they're JUCO. Typically, they're JUCO for a reason, yeah. and there's a lot to learn. When they have issues in their technique, Ben Brown's going to take advantage of that every single every time. Every single time. And that's it. Plays over. And if you watch, and I know you guys haven't been out there, I have, and I'll go watch offensive line and defensive line drills because for whatever reason I'm fascinated Ben's fasc- by I mean, them. Neil's fascinated with it. It is what it is. Randall Joyner is really working on technique. Yeah. He spends sessions. With Iton, especially. Technique. Hands. Yeah. How you, you know, they'll do this drill at the beginning of practice where it's just against air. Mm-hmm. And you don't think anything of it if you're if I'm watching it, but I'll watch the coach watch it, and he's watching little specific things, and he's screaming at them, and I'm like, what, what, what did he's he do? He's almost like kind of Miyagiing them a little bit. Yeah, it's it's like, like, hey, do this, and we're going to tell you later what that actually means. Yeah, that we want and, you to do. And so there's a lot there. And so if you if you told me that Isaiah Iton is swimming a little bit right now, 
meaning he's just there's just he's, he's overwhelmed mentally. Yeah, I get it. Now there's one more full week of camp, and then you have a transition week, and then I think school starts a week from today. Is that right at Ole Miss? That's correct. Yes. So you have one more week of camp, and then camp ends because they have classes. Mm-hmm. So starting next week, you start to back off a little bit and give him a chance to catch up a little bit, and I think they'll find places for him to go excel. But if you were expecting those guys to just show up and week one go, all right, here we go, it's time to kick ass, well, that's on us. It's also the whole defense standpoint. I wrote about this and something this morning, and then I'll publish when we get into the podcast, is everything is so relative, too, as I mentioned in the open. Like, we're not anticipating this defense to be 08 or 14. This is not going to be a defense no. that leads the country in points per game. No, like, no, it's not. Yeah, we they, they, <laughs> no that, chance. That, that doesn't exist. I mean, when you get done, I mean, like, you know, Bill Connolly comes up with that thing last week with the preview stuff, and he's great with all the stats and the yeah. analytics and whatnot. And I thought it was a huge sign for Ole Miss in a good way. He projects Ole Miss to have the number 59 defense in the country. They would take that today. Oh, yeah. At 59. And I think at 59, they're a, that's, they're that's a barely, nine-win team. That's when, barely top half, guys. Yes. So, like, the jump is considerable, but it's not like, hey, you got to go be 85 Bears. I think, I mean, it's, like, I think it's, it's easy to forget just how bad they were. Most of last season, they were a hundred and they were there are 127 teams in these statistics. They were 126 in total defense, 125 in passing defense, and 101 in rushing defense. That's not good. They were the second worst SEC defense of all time in yards per game. Tennessee was worse. Is that right? Yeah. Wow. Now they're playing an all-SEC schedule, which does skew the stats, and the sure. SEC is much more pass-happy now than it was sure. other errors. But, but yeah. When you give up 700-something yards in a game, something went bad. Yeah, it wasn't, that wasn't in the game plan on Tuesday. <laughs> so <laughs> You're never going to hear a coach go, you know, if we can just hold them under 700, I think they're going to be better. I, think they're I mean, st- what's the points-per-game hope? Oh, is that you can hold teams into the 20s. Yeah, anything under 30 is a huge win. Because holding the Ole Miss offense under 30 is going to be a job. That's a chore. It's going to be a job for somebody. Because that's, I mean. Look, I, I, let me let me say this again. Corral right now. He looks really good. I mean, I, I, I'm not getting into the whole individual awards thing because that's a whole nother. That takes, that's, they're, they're, that takes extra things beyond what we're talking about. Lane Kiffin nailed it yesterday. If Matt does what he's done in camp over the course of a season, he is going to make a lot of money. I mean, a lot of money. I mean, a top 10 pick, lots of money. Yeah, he's he's had, I mean, it's been a week. He's looked as impressive of any camp I have seen during my time, for sure. His deep ball looks better. It does. His yes. intermediate throws look better. Yeah. Uh, I thought Jonathan Mingo was right. You know, it's interesting when you talk to guys about other players, you'll get really interesting answers sometimes. And there's a tendency for players when they're asked about the quarterback to go, oh, yeah, he's really being a leader right now. Because that's just cliche 101. Yeah, sure. But Mingo said, no, I think his body's better. I think his arm mechanics are better. And I asked Lane about that yesterday. And he said, no, I would agree with that. Say you're in the system. A huge deal. First time Matt's had the same coordinator since high school. Come on, he went into last season still having to play along with this quarterback deal. 
It wasn't his team this time last year. It's his team. Yeah. I mean, nobody's watching practice going, you know, Kincaid Dent and Luke Altmyer Pushing. And John Rice Plumley's not out there at quarterback. That that distraction is gone, and yeah. it was absolutely a distraction. Yeah, he hasn't played a snap of quarterback this this fall camp. Not that we're aware of. Yeah, at least in what we have seen. Well, yeah, he's been in some meetings apparently, but um, <laughs> uh, inside. <laughs> and even that got walked straight yeah, back. No, yeah, no, sorry. <laughs> um, <laughs> he's not skipping wide receiver meetings to be in the quarterback meetings. No. Do you think he's the quarterback if something ha- happened to two? Because I do. Because I you just do. don't know if there's another option. You right and I now. sort of disagree here. I, I think Altmaier's ahead of Dent right now. Yeah, I, I think they would. I go. think Luke's ceiling has pushed him ahead of Kincaid right now. I think they would go with one of the other guys and have to change the. But offense. you have a little bit of a problem there because I do. Like I said, Luke's got a higher ceiling. There's no doubt about that. Yeah, sure. Of the two. But he's also nowhere near ready from a scheme standpoint, even compared to Kincaid. No, I have my two big quarterback predictions for the next six months are that Matt Corral has a monster season and that Ole Miss signs a transfer quarterback. There's an alternate reality that Ole Miss fans would be like even in more hell than like they think they ever are, where Kiffin's at Arkansas and Matt's like doing this at Oregon right now and you're going, oh, my oh, God. Could have happened. Like, oh, my God. Yeah. Could have. Could have. Could have happened. <laughs> Can you imagine? Seeing Corral on Sports Illustrated with a duck on his helmet and going, oh, God, oh, God, oh, God, I mean, oh, God. It's, it's, <laughs> yeah. That car was down that road a little bit. <laughs> his career is fascinating. Oh, it's no, no doubt. I mean, if he puts together the year that is expected of him, Man, and he's he's called another, and, and, and this is not a. I mean, it's a, it's a it's not a shock, but it had to play out. He's also gotten lucky because look, he doesn't have Elijah Moore, and it's not Elijah Moore. But Braylon Sanders has had one hell of a week. Yeah. He's looked really, really good this. He week. does. He looks so good that if I were them, I'd put him in bubble wrap. Yeah, we. You're you're good. We, he's right. I'd, I because I he is injury prone. I would. I wouldn't. He wouldn't. No one would touch him the rest of the. Of the He's black jersey the, the rest of the time. If it would be if it were me. Yeah. Seriously. Him because and Ely I want, and those guys. And well, I'm because good. I want to see who else can, can – can I get some depth sure. there? I want to – I mean, I'm I'm, Dennis Jackson, Jaden Jackson. Mm-hmm. See, I think Braylon Brown was about to win a job. I do too. He looked really good early. And now the rumblings are he's out for the rest of camp. Yeah. And that sets you back as a newcomer so far. Uh, so far. But he's still out there. He looked miserable yesterday. Braylon. He was sitting in the stands. Oh, like annoyed, pissed off. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, just. Because it was. I mean, he was rolling. He, was about he to, looked really good. He was about to take Mingo's job. Yeah. I mean, I just keep this real. Yeah. Which would have pushed Jonathan a little bit more. Yeah, sure. But no, I think Jonathan knows. He got the message. Hey, 8-8's over there. You you might want to yeah. do this. Drummond's had a good camp. It's been fine. Drummond's really steady. Yeah, he's I, been good. I think you, you know what you're going to get. He's him. never a one, but he's perfectly fine. Not going to be a superstar, but he's going to be a really good player. If you told me he catches five balls for 60 to 70 yards a game, sure. He's got great hands. Yeah. He might right. have the best hands on the team. I do think they're going to try to move him around a little bit, use his big body. Sure. Be a little more creative in how that's going to going to yeah. work out. Um and then I think the thing that we don't know yet, and they're not showing us this because we're there, 
And they're also not showing us this because I think they're still in the some of the basic steps of the install. I think when they get creative, you're going to see a lot of both Ely and Parrish in the slot. And you're allowed to do that when you have Bullock and Snoop. Yeah. Look, Snoop's an SEC running back all day long. Say, we hadn't talked. We've talked about him some. He looks. He's changed his body even again. I mean, he 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 looks good out there. I mean, we all the only hoof jokes you want to make. I mean, that son of a gun getting off the bus. He does give them an inside presence that nobody else offers. Sure. Um. He's 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 a, he's a banger in there. Actually, Bullock kind of gives him some of that too. Yeah. Bullock's a really Bullock's like two ten, two fifteen. Yeah. He's he's. What do they right? have him listed? I'm gonna see what they have him listed as. That's Bullock. Five ten two fifteen. Yeah. Okay. Parrish and Ely have both been what you expect this camp. Jerrion's a really, really good player. Our Parrish talk has almost overshadowed just how good Jerrion is. Because, look. Well, frankly, it overshadows just how good Parrish is because people think it's an act. Well, I guess that's true. They think it's funny that I have this man crush on Henry Parrish. But he's legitimately good. There's a reason Kevin Smith showed up the first day on campus and that's all he wanted to talk about was Henry Parrish. That was it. Well, there's a reason that Lane Kiffin answered the question last week about who's you know behind Jerry, and he goes, well, "Hold up, there's a competition there." Yeah, I mean there are there are days when Parrish is the best back on on campus. Mm-hmm. They're all going to play, guys. Yeah, well, there, there, there's there's enough ball for. My point is, I think you know, like Plumley's hurt right now. He he did not practice um, Saturday or Sunday. Uh, Henry's kind of banged up. Mm-hmm. They don't really have that steady slot presence right now. So if you told me that Ely plays some slot, of course, I think I mean, Ely gave this away. Parrish is going to play some slot too. Mm-hmm. I mean, basically, Henry can do everything Jerry can do. Right. I mean, they're not the same player, but there's there's a lot of similarity there. They don't need to change anything with either one of those guys. No. I mean, you, you want to get the ball in space to Jerry and Ely and Henry Parrish. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In the same way that you'd love to get the ball in space to Dennis Jackson. Because he can really run. Kind of what happens, too, when the offense does take hold of these scrimmages and practice and whatever, is that they the offense gets out of sort of its base and Lebby and Kiffin get to be a little creative and they sure. do a few things and go, no, nah, here we are, and it, it works. Yeah. They do whatever, and they get they find mismatches. and it, Look, it I, I don't envy opposing defensive coordinators having to prepare for that offense because there's not a whole lot they can't do. Sanders and Jackson can take you over the top. You've got big bodies uh, in the middle of the field. You've got those running backs who can – Like I said, they run the ball better than they get credit for. Oh, for sure. Because everybody thinks pass happy and corral and throwing it around and whatnot. They're, they're legitimately good up front. I yeah. mean, you've got three guys that are NFL offensive linemen for sure. Mm-hmm. And as long as he's healthy, I mean, Amana does give them a real yeah. steadying presence at center, allows them to move Brown over. They've raved on how he's just sort of picked up things from a running the offensive line at center standpoint. Um, obviously, it helps to have Ben right next to him, but yeah. A lot of well, positives there. I mean, Jeremy James has taken a big step. Yeah. God, he's a big kid. He's still got a lot more weight to put on, too. His yeah. frame will hold another how many ever pounds. Yeah, they're bigger up front than they were a year ago. They went out and intentionally gained some weight. 
change the way that they did the strength and conditioning I mean, program? I know we got coach. jokes. Th- th- this tell. strength coach, I mean. But they, they do look different. They're bigger. They intentionally got bigger. What if it's deja vu for Eli Johnson? Because he came, you know, he's he's back over there. He's in New Mexico State, and Don Decker is his strength coach. <laughs> Who's that? Look, Don Decker and I finally y'all bury a hatchet. We we did. We buried the hatchet one day in in a in a gym. So I'm just you and you're burying hatchets nice in gyms. <laughs> I mean, I know it's happened. I mean, with, with, with Neil, like the treadmill is like his appomattox. I mean, yeah. it like just completely. People it, approach it, me it, on it, treadmills, and we have like these these cathartic experiences. The damnedest thing. <laughs> but, I've had multiple people know, come up to me and apologize. Hey, I know we treated on you a like, treadmill. We really treated you badly, and I'm sorry. <laughs> It's, I mean, multiple people. I give a sign on your forehead. I don't know. <laughs> Podcast brought to you in part by Tyson Drugs and G&M Pharmacy. They deliver locally here in the Oxford area, G&M on South Lamar. Go to the, uh, <clears throat> stop by, find out all the things they can do for you with your local pharmacy needs. Again, they deliver locally, offer MedSync. They fill your prescriptions the same day each month and take care of you, whether it be one delivery or one pickup here in Oxford. So take advantage of that and much more. 662-236-2222. We're also brought to you by Pinpoint Commercial Real Estate based out of Jackson, Mississippi. They service the entire state and all commercial asset classes such as retail, office, industrial, and land. Sam Cox and B.B. Mitchell are Ole Miss graduates. They utilize their unique skill sets to execute on assignments and increase value for their clients. This week's property spotlight is on the Village at Madison. The Village at Madison will feature roughly 60,000 square feet of restaurant, retail, and professional office space along with roughly 75 zero-lot-line residences, with Pinpoint handling the leasing for the commercial portion of the development. If you would like to learn more about this great opportunity, get in touch with Sam and BB at 601-586-3220. Blue Delta Jeans makes the best-fitting, most comfortable jeans in the world because they are uniquely made for you and only you. Raw denim jeans, custom-made, custom-tailored, in uh, Tupelo, Mississippi, one size fits one at Blue Delta Jeans. So go to BlueDeltaJeans.com, check out their virtual tailor, and you can be measured and designing your newest jeans in just a couple of minutes. And Blue Delta will make sure you're looking great for the first kick of the football season. Go to BlueDeltaJeans.com and uh, use the code REBELGROVE, that's one word, REBELGROVE, and you get 10% off your purchase at Blue Delta Jeans. It's a great time of year to get a pair of Blue Delta's cotton genos in the works, so don't miss out. We're also brought to you by Grenada Nissan. If you're in the market for a Nissan vehicle, Grenada Nissan's the place to go. They've got a complete selection of new and previously owned Nissan vehicles, great lease deals as well. It's GrenadaNissanUSA.com. And we're brought to you by Lamons Fine Jewelry. Lamons is in Oxford, 1126 North Lamar Boulevard to be specific. Almost 75 years of uh, service in the Oxford area. Engagement rings, wedding rings, fine jewelry, watches, pearls, fashion jewelry, children's jewelry, collectibles, and more. Lamons is the gold standard in fine jewelry. Visit them at LamonsFineJewelry.com or call them at 662-234-2777. Also brought to you by Comer Heating and Air. You want to make sure that air conditioner is in tip-top shape. The heat is nowhere close to getting out of town. But the fall will come around, and that means that you'll want to start making sure that your uh, heating unit is in good shape as well. Just get in touch with the people at Comer. If you live in Oxford, Tupelo, or any of the surrounding areas, 
601-801-1777. That's Comer Heating and Air, 662-801-1777. And we're brought to you by the College Corner. It's your one-stop rebel shop with two locations in the Jackson area. In Ridgeland, it's next to Fleet Feet. And in Flowood, it's next to Half Shell. If you don't live in Jackson, it's okay. Go to collegecornerstore.com. Plus, you can find them on Facebook and Instagram. Whether you're tailgating in Oxford or homegating with friends and family, the College Corner has you covered for game day, the largest selection of Rebel gear in central Mississippi. Another quick note there, uh, Blue Delta has open registration for the third annual Delta Cup Golf Tournament. Um, two separate tournament days this year. They're doing Friday, October 8th at Mossy Oak, and then October 10th at the Country Club of Oxford. As in years past, registration fees will cover food, beverages, a pair of Blue Delta jeans for every member of the team, and more spaces limited. So you can email Blake at Blake at BlueDeltaJeans.com to register your team. I need to talk to Blake about it. I think we're going to try to do something where at either course, if you beat our team, um, you'll get something. I don't know exactly what that'll be yet, but we're trying to put something in the uh, in the works there. So, again, Blake at Blue Delta Jeans to sign your, uh, your team up for that. Pretty cool day of golf there with Blue Delta. Um, all right, did we tease something or are we just still moving on? I don't, we're doing? I don't think we even teased anything. Did we not? Which was bad potting. That was not good. That was not. Maybe uh, we'll get scolded the way your, your boy Rippy has been scolded. Yeah, he kind of got initiated a little bit this yeah. week. Uh, <laughs> well, I, I, welcome to our world, Brian. Yeah, yeah. He, he fought back a little this morning on his podcast. So that was, <laughs> That's what I heard. That, 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 that was good. Uh, in all seriousness, um, for straight football talk, he's done a really nice job with uh, Weldon Rotenberg, former um, recruiting analyst for Ole Miss, as far as, uh, I mean, basically was in and aware of the guys throughout the recruiting process that are on this roster now. So, so a, a different level of analysis coming from kind of a different angle there with uh, with them on that podcast. It's up in this podcast feed currently and also linked at the top of uh, rebelgrove.com's message board at uh, at this time. So just a little, uh, little quick heads up there. Uh, we, we get asked this every day because of what the last few years have been like. We've seen very little kicking. Um, Caden Costa hit a 50-yarder-ish yesterday. Um, yeah, they did not miss a single kick yesterday. They hit all the PATs. Um, Kel Nation has hit kicks. Yeah. They look pretty good in the situational stuff on Saturday as well. So, look, they have more leg for sure. I mean, Luke, Le- Luke Logan's career longs 40 or 41 yards. Um, I think 39 was his long last year. I wrote about it, but I forget exactly what it was. Um I'm going to assume Caden Costa is the leader in the clubhouse right now. Looks like it. Um, that's that's what it feels like. The ball comes off his foot differently than it does it the does. other guys. I mean, there's a reason he was a top 10 kicker out of high school or whatever, however they rank those things. He looks Col- effortless. What is it, Coles that ranks the kickers? Isn't it Coles? If you say so. Coles kicking camp. Cool. It's like the store. I think it's K-O-H-A-L-S. I'm not going to argue. All right, anyway, go ahead. Um, They mostly kick inside. So that's one of the reasons we don't see much of anything because they don't come out very, very often. Um, they kicked some the last couple of days, though. Right? Yeah, Saturday and Sunday. And they had, I haven't seen them. They did not kick at all outside the uh, days you were gone. No. Okay. They were completely inside. I didn't see them kick at all on that first um, day. Jerry and Ely is going to return punt and return kicks. Sorry. Um, it looks like he's doing the majority of that. We got a bunch of dudes at punt. Parrish has been back there. Um, Dennis. Dennis has been back there. Jalen Jones. He has, yeah, punt return. I Jonathan don't know. Mingo. There's I mean, a bunch it's of guys. it's literally like fifteen dudes returning punts, so I don't have any idea on yeah. what that looks like. Plumley's been back there. I think um, they'd like to find the one that has the surest hands. Well, 
they're going to at least be able to move a little bit. I mean, Ole Miss, God bless them for years there, it was just fair catch it no matter what. I mean, <laughs> with all due respect to the Corvick Needs and Jonathan Holders of the world, I mean, it was like just – Holder was literally just – His job was to catch the football. Just catch it. I don't care where it is. And he did. He caught it every time. Yeah. Corvick yeah. was a little bit more of an adventure. You think? <laughs> well, that's what caused that was – I mean, seriously, it's an SEC football team – that conceded they had no punt return. Yeah. Just catch the ball. That was a sign that maybe you I mean, there were times where <laughs> I was just so frustrated well. by the inability to where when it comes off the other team's foot, you want to go, just get away from it. Just wherever it rolls, just give the ball yeah. to the offense right there. And Why don't y'all put that guy up there and try to block it? Yeah, just send 11 and see and what let happens. It, let, it, let it roll. So they are well, at least going to – I think they're going to try to at least move the ball forward at times in the uh, in the punt return, but I have no idea who's doing it. I, I – I, I don't know. Um, <laughs> Corey says he's triggered. It was. It was. Yeah. Pete asked a question. Corral better than Chad, referring to Chad Kelly. I'll go there. I think he has a real chance to be. For sure, has more NFL potential. Um. Yeah. Is a more complete quarterback than Chad. More complete quarterback. Mm-hmm. Now, is he going to have bigger stats than Chad that year? I don't know. I mean, Chad at the time was the third most total offense season in SEC history behind Manziel's two years. So, I mean, that's a – I wasn't making fun of him. I'm just saying he caught the football. That was all. Um, I Who has better weapons? Uh – all in all, yeah, um, Matt. You think Matt does have an overall better? Yeah, Chad had better receivers. Yeah, Chad never had a running back core like this. No, no, no. no. Chad had a pretty good offensive line. He had an elite left tackle. He did sometimes. Yeah, after the seventh. Yeah, game. <laughs> when he played. Uh, I don't know that this receiving core is. It's as, not as good as that. As one, talented right? as that one was. Because, I mean, you're talking about it where you can make an argument that some days Cody Core was their number four receiver. Sure. And, I mean, he's an NFL receiver. Yeah. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't think you could go there. But, no, this stable of backs, Chad would have appreciated this stable of running backs. Yeah, for sure. He had Akeem and Jordan was pretty good at times. Kind of getting it a little mixed up. I'm trying to make sure I stay on the right years. But. Yeah, I, I, Jordan was here so long because he had that year where academically they screwed him up and had him. He had to sit out a year. Yeah, I mean that happened. Can you I mean can you that imagine, happened. Can you imagine walking into Nick Saban's office and going so? You're starting running back. So stay calm. But <laughs> so we had an advising hiccup. Um. Yeah, you're starting running back. Yeah, he's not eligible, so he failed. No, no, no. It was it, he just didn't take the appropriate classes. Oh, oh. So, so he didn't do anything wrong. <laughs> no. no, he's fine. So I can. There's no way I can blame him for this. No, no, no. It's purely internal. Not only are you fired, your entire department yeah, is fired. Everyone, everybody's fired. fired. Yeah. And everyone they may have ever met is yeah. fired. The GAs are fired. I mean, yeah. I, he, he might have had a, a, like a coronary in the room. Because I remember hearing that morning in, in my head going, huh? 
Like yeah. it, it. That was it, a that was a weird day. It took then, so much to register. And then Jordan was out at practice, which made Jordan a better man than I would have. Yeah, because he had to practice all year. He like ran scout. Had team. to practice that day. Yeah, I, I'd have been like, "No, nah, dude, I'm taking the day off." I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna act like Brandon Bolden. I'm going fishing. Yeah, yeah. Oh, see you. I'm leaving. I might come back. I might not. Don't ask. I mean, what year was that? 16, 17? Was it, was it Breeze's last year? I can't remember. It It all runs together at some point. I have a hard time with those three or four years figuring out what year. There was, was a last. lot. There was so much going on. It's just hard to remember. But I don't They're different quarterbacks, too. It was 16. 16. You look back on 16 and the chaos. There were signs. The chaos was bubbling. Yeah. The Rebel running back did not complete the sufficient progress toward degree in his fourth year of eligibility. Yeah, that's all on I you. I mean. That's, that's totally on you. My stars. Anyway. Okay. Yeah. I don't know how we got there, but. We, well, we were talking about who had the best backs, yeah. arsenal around them. Uh, best running back group since Deuce and Joe. I wasn't here then. Oh, well, I mean, I wasn't either. Um, it's the best running back group since I've been here without a moment of hesitation. What was your, what, what's your number, like, what, what's even in the argument anyway? I guess you had a carryover where you had Jeff and Jalen. I mean, yeah. I is that the best? I, I guess. I mean, Jalen is underrated. Yeah, Jalen's a good back. But, yeah, this is by far the best overall group <laughs> Neil's really looking forward to that week he's, he's, he's excited for I'm Liberty excited week. for Liberty week Chase dreads it but I I'm I'm, I'm 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 pretty eager for it you really are yeah I'm I'm looking forward to enjoying that week Because you're expecting like a three-touchdown win yeah, for Ole Miss. Yeah, of course. It's a good SEC team against a non-SEC team. It is. He got spunky against two last year. NC State? Is that it was? Yeah, but they weren't a good SEC team. They were an okay ACC team. Then they played. They either beat or played Virginia Tech close. And they were a very average, if that, yeah. ACC team. Let's not go overboard. Hugh's done a really good job at Liberty. And he's in a good spot. For and him. he's got a good quarterback, and he's in a good place for him, and he's done a good job. Yes, he He's a good coach. Yes, But they don't have a roster full of SEC talent. No. And when they play a roster that has SEC talent, they're going to get beat. Their defense is going to have a really hard time. That day. And so the people that hype that game like it's going to be, oh, this. But yeah, he's going to tell matchup. them to lock. He's going to tell them to lock the gate and pick a fight. Lock the gate, pick a fight, love each other, play for love, not hate. These people hate me, but we love each other. Blah blah blah. He was pretty good with the pregame speech for the first two years, and he kind of ran out of material, and then we started recycling a little bit. And, and look. I'm not going to pretend to know Lane Kiffin well because I don't know Lane Kiffin well at all. No. But I have interacted enough in press conferences now with Lane Kiffin to know that Lane Kiffin is not going 
There is a 0.0% chance that Lane Kiffin's going to take that game, quote, lightly, end quote. Oh, you think he's going to be really locked in that day? No, I just think he's going to make sure that... No weird things are happening. So he's a great off. It almost feels like he's going to be annoyed the whole week. Yes. That, hey, beating Liberty does nothing for me. I just have to get through this stupid week. Well, because he's going to have to say nice things about, hey, you know, I was at Alabama and we lost to Ole Miss. Oh, he's going to have to do that. And I, you know, and, boy, and he hired my brother, and blah blah blah, blah blah blah. And in his mind, he's going to be thinking, "I'm just telling you." So you think that guy's an offensive genius? <laughs> I'll show you an offensive genius. And a little bit of Jeff Lebby's going to do that too. Like the other side has egos too. Of the two of them, actually, I feel like during practice and games, if I could have thought bubbles, I'd rather have Lebby's than even Kiffin's. Like I don't know something about like just. I would uh, I would pay for both thought bubbles. Yeah. And I wouldn't pay for Freeze's thought bubbles because I just don't think the thoughts would be very deep. I mean, they did hold up cards that had the number of the person getting the ball there at one point. Yeah. Wasn't that Freeze? He's done a really good job at Liberty. Yes. He He's a good coach. He's a good coach. He really is. He's a he good is. football He's coach. He's fine. Did Tennessee hire him? They didn't. Did Auburn hire him? They didn't. Did Missouri hire him? Did Arkansas hire him? All these places where people were like, oh, he'd be a great fit there, great fit there, great fit there, great fit there. They all hired other people. Mississippi State didn't hire him. Mm-mm. All sorts of Mississippi ties. So you don't think he's a Power 5 coach again? I'm not saying that, but I'm saying there's a reason yeah. that nobody else hired yeah, sure. him. And yet, you had Kiffin, who supposedly had all these skeletons in his closet, and Arkansas went down the road, and Ole Miss hired him. So I, it is what it is at yeah, some yeah. point. That's all. I think we overthink stuff. Liberty's got a good team. He's done a really good job. It's a nice program. They're yeah. not rolling into SEC teams and beating them. Certainly not good SEC teams. Kentucky has named uh, the Penn State transfer its starting quarterback. Um, I don't know how to pronounce it. Is it Levis? Levi? I'm not sure. L-E-V-I-S. Well, Levi's. I don't know. He's the starting quarterback. Uh, Joey trans- Gatewood back in the transfer portal. It's almost like once you get in the transfer portal because you couldn't win a job and then you don't win a job, maybe it's about you. But that's what I do like about the transfer portal is it tells you very quickly is it a you problem or not. Yeah. Because there's no charity in the transfer portal. No. I mean, it, 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 will, it will humble you quickly. Dog eat dog in the transfer yeah, portal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everybody thinks this is, it's like this magical land to eyes where you just find your next destination. It's No, you, could, you can easily get stuck in the portal and never get out. Uh, you know, the, the, we always, you know, the collection of lo- the city of lost toys or whatever. Yeah, there's yeah, a, yeah. There are a bunch of lost toys. Yeah. In the transfer portal. Yeah, misfit toys. Misfit toys that are just floating around on their little iceberg up at the North Pole. Almost like a horror movie, like where they have, like, almost like a bad version of Toy Story where they have combined parts and, like, the, yeah. the, you know, the truck has the Barbie leg on the thing instead and the whole <laughs> deal. And it's, 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 a, it's a little nightmarish in there, a little purgatory for, uh, for college athletes. I mean, what's the number now? I mean, like 2,000 kids or something in the transfer something portal? Something outrageous. Where there's nowhere for them to go? Like yeah. At all? Nowhere. It, they can walk on somewhere. But I don't feel sad for them because they knew what they were getting into. They chose it. Oh, sure. 
I mean, especially at this wife. point. Yeah, at this point now, you should know. Yeah. When you hop into the transfer portal, that. Oh, I know. <sighs> Podcast brought to you in part by Nick's Tan and Associates. All your real estate needs here in the Oxford area. 662-281-1200. Go to the website, nickstanoxford.com. You can do that. I appreciate you clicking the link. Take my signature, the one that will be in the content item coming out a little later today as well. Mostly focusing on Ole Miss football with O'Keefe Graham and Clay DeWeese. getting a lot of experience here in the Oxford area. Clay is your District 12 House Representatives person as well here in the uh, Oxford area. So you get gallery view, map view, talk with an agent, and much more. Register on the website. I would appreciate that. Tell them you heard about it at rebelgrove.com and use them. I have done it on the buy sell and the buy side and the sell side several times. So again, 662-281-1200 or nickstanoxford.com. Sorry. Um, we're also brought to you by Pinnacle Trust. Pinnacle is based in Madison, Mississippi. Clients in more than 20 states, advisors in multiple states as well. They uh, treat investing like a commodity. Decisions are made using objective information and research, not emotions. So regardless of your level of wealth, Pinnacle will sit down with you, listen to your goals, study your expenses, and put forth a comprehensive, detailed financial and retirement plan built just for you. It's mypinwealth.com for, uh, for more information. We're also brought to you by John Edwards, Regency Travel Incorporated in uh, Memphis. If you're thinking about, this point, probably thinking about holiday travel, thinking about booking something for next year that you want to be uh, really special, that creates a lifetime of unique memories, get in touch with John. Just give him some parameters, give him a budget, and he'll give you options. And you no, know, you don't have to live in or near Memphis to take advantage of his services. 901-494-3387 or Edwards at regencytravel.net. We're also brought to you by Whitney McNutt of Tommy Morgan Incorporated Realtors, serving you for all your real estate needs in Oxford and Tupelo. Whitney sells condos, land, commercial, and residential family homes, 662-567-2573 or 662-842-3844. And we're brought to you by Alpha Specialties, located at 1670 Highway 80 in Pearl, Mississippi. Alpha is the uh, premium trailer dealership in Mississippi. They've got Load Trail. They also have Hallmark Cargo Trailers. They can work with third parties to have game day trailers, concession trailers built just for you. For podcast listeners, they have spare tires and wheels starting at just $100. They also do all types of truck accessories, and listeners can get 10% off the yearly trailer service and inspection at Alpha's Full Service Shop, 601-932-9798, or check them out at alphaofms.com. And brought to you by The Rogue. The Rogue is your destination for fine men's clothing. Their stylist hand-select pieces from top designers, from work to lifestyle to nightlife. There's the perfect something for everyone at The Rogue. All the best items from Peter Millar, Martin Dingman, Jack Victor, Halsey, True Grit, Duckhead, and more. 4450 I-55 North in Jackson or therogue.com. And we're brought to you by Joey Erickson at Heron Gear Chevrolet. Let uh, Joey help you find the vehicle you're looking for at a price you can afford. Choose from a full selection of new Chevrolet vehicles or get a great deal on numerous brands of reliable pre-owned vehicles. 662-571-2367 or stop by 1685 High Street in Jackson to test drive that new or used vehicle you've been wanting and let Joey earn your business with any purchased vehicle. Just mention this podcast or the soft verbal podcast. You get a $50 gas card. 
podcast also brought to you by Visit Oxford. Visit OxfordMS.com. Go to the events page. Find out what's going on here locally this week and every week. About a week away from Eat in the, Eat in the Street. They are doing a, a little bit of a celebration, family activities all day. Not this weekend, but next weekend. They've got music uh, headlined by uh, Drew Holcomb and the Neighbors 5 to 9. Pick up some uh, some takeout. They'll have some seating. They'll have uh, tables and whatnot set up here on the new uh, Jackson Avenue area right off the square. So take advantage of that. Eat in the street. More on that later in the week. But that and more, again, on the events page, visit OxfordMS.com for uh, for those details. Uh, let's see. What is this I'm looking at? John Clay put up uh, SEC run-pass ratios in 2020 on uh, on Twitter Okay. I guess uh, this morning. Yeah. John covers Kentucky. Uh, I think that's right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Ole Miss ran the ball on fifty-eight percent of its plays and threw the ball on forty-two percent of its plays. So as we were saying, they they do run the rock a little bit. Oh, um, a lot. Can, uh, this is in order of run first offenses. Kentucky led the SEC, which is probably why he put this stat out there. Sixty-four point two percent of the time they uh, they ran, thirty-five percent of the time passing. Arkansas fifty-eight forty-one run to pass. Tennessee fifty-six forty-three. Carolina fifty-five forty-four. A and M fifty-five forty-four. Georgia fifty-five forty-four. Bama fifty-two forty-seven. Vanderbilt fifty-two forty-seven. Sure. Auburn fifty-two forty-eight. Missouri forty-nine fifty. So only four teams in the league pass more than they throw. Missouri basically right there at even. Um, LSU 46-53, Florida 43-56, and then the Mike Leach Air, Mike Leach Air Raid 26-73. Again, it's my second old man moment of the, of the you day. You give that no chance of working I, in this league. It's not going to work in this league. Well, even from the standpoint of like so much of it is like flats and running outside, and I mean, look – We've been around the SEC for a long time, and you see this in other conferences because they try to do this in bowl games and playoffs and different things. You can't beat them to the corner. So running tons of little wing stuff is never going to work. Those linebackers will run you down every time. Yeah, it's the whole thing. We're going to get to the edge, but you never get there. Yeah. I mean, that's great. They they chase you. The linebackers (laughs) chase you down. Yeah. The safeties come up and chase you down. Mm -hmm. And then it's third and long. And now your little Ears short are back and, the whole and now deal. your short passing game is not effective. Yeah. And in this league, for the most part, everybody's got dudes off the edge that can get to the quarterback, and it's you got a problem. It's a circus. Yeah. This isn't the Pac-12. It worked out there. So. Yeah, you get weeks off out there. Not everybody has linebackers who can run out there. It's different. Not knocking it. It's just different football. So what makes the SEC different is that you have stretches like what Ole Miss has in October where, hey, LSU comes to town and a week later you got to go to Auburn. Yeah, you never catch your breath. No, I mean, and if you if you take that trip to Fayetteville lightly, they'll pop up and get you. If you're not ready when you play Kentucky, they'll 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 humiliate you. That's the difference in the league. Who's the second worst team in the league this year? Carolina? Yeah. And then Tennessee. You think they're that bad? Yeah. But I mean, the, the, the middle of the league's good. Yeah. The top of the league's really good. 
And frankly, the fall from the top to What's the middle the, is not a big but, fall. But what is the line of demarcation? It's it's A and M or Georgia at three to Florida at four. Yeah, maybe. Is that the? I mean, you know, depends on. Because for whatever reason, I don't have a lot of faith in Florida actually making national national noise. Well, I'm higher on Kentucky than I am Florida. Are you? Because I think Kentucky's going to be really good on defense, and they're going to line up and run the football effectively. They're good up front. You buying any, any of this? It's a lot of talk in the thread about different expansions and such. Are you buying this Pac-12, Big 12, Big 10, or whatever alliance? I don't buy a three-conference alliance for sure. Because I don't even know what that means. Well, I mean, are I you got, all in the same conference, or are you all I mean, agreeing we can all to schedule pop one each other up? Yeah. Fine, right. okay. I mean, I, yeah, it's fine. No, we, we, we said Vandy was the worst. We were just talking about next to we said who's the second worst team yeah, in yeah vandy's the worst i mean come on because i think they might even be worse than last year and they were unwatchable last year yeah well i mean i've had people around them say they're going to be historically bad i have a new staff like, Whoa. well the Clark. new, clark's got his hands full really full and i understand why you do it and i understand why they do it and i get that it's whatever but the whole, like, hey, we're Nashville's team. Like, no, you're not. No, you're not. No, like, the Titans are yeah. Nashville's team, followed <laughs> by the Predators. Yeah. like Frankly, it, followed by Nashville Soccer Club. It just doesn't work like that. Like, yeah. Because they put, the, like, the skyline on their helmets at one point last year. And it's like, yeah. come on. Yeah. You're not even West End's team. <laughs> no. No. Like, it's, it's, it's. No. <laughs> there are bars and restaurants a mile from the stadium that don't even turn your game on the television. So, no. Yeah. Uh, no, I mean, look, they're all going to adapt, but I don't. Frankly, I think there's enough of. Um, I think there's enough wait time a little bit here that everybody's going to figure out some ways to be creative and makes and make sense on everything. Does that make sense? Like, I think everybody doesn't have to like rush. I feel like there was this need. To, oh my God, what's the plan? What's the plan? And then they go. Okay, everybody look at it, figure out what's going on, figure out what's up. And, well, there's and nothing left in the Big 12. The Big 12's dead. Yeah. And so when people keep talking about the Big 12 like it's a Power 5 league, it's without just a Texas and Oklahoma, yeah, yeah, without Texas and Oklahoma, it's not a Power 5 league anymore. Yeah. Uh, been asked that I get hammered judging drinks that you've not been drinking much lately. And I, no, I was very careful on that. I, you were, I did not sleep well, and I told Neil – you were hurting I, on Saturday. I didn't have a full drink of anything, but when you ha- when you're judging ten different cocktails that all have different flavored alcohols in them, no matter how much you have, like your head is just like a little bit. Um, did you did you get a little numb? Like your your taste buds? Well, see, it was it was, it was actually a screw up we had. So the way we did it, and this is the Iron Bartender competition on Friday night at the Powerhouse. Um, the Yachtnipatawpa Arts Council put it on. They do really good events, by the but way. But you couldn't have said that word five, six drinks in. Yachtnipatawpa. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> the way we did it was they gave us all the drinks on the stage. We tried them, did some initial rankings, but we didn't know the spirit that was in them. Like, because every, every entry got a different weird spirit and had to build a cocktail around that spirit. Right. So a specific bottle, right? Yes, correct. Yeah. So when we went down then to talk to 
all of them, figure out what their process was, what they were going for, those kind of things. I'm really glad I didn't judge any early because when you realize what they had to work with, it kind of changed your perception of, oh, well, that that's impressive what right. you did to turn this into this. Or, oh, no, you got a great ingredient and you kind of screwed it up. How many I judges mean, were there? Uh, there was four of us. Um, so it was it was pretty neat. Um, I screwed up, though, what I was going to say. Um, Joe Stinchcomb, he we, we tried his drink first. Was it St. Leo Forever? He's actually opening a new restaurant or a new bar. Um, it was very spicy. And because of that, I felt like it overwhelmed the next two drinks that I that I you had. Drink water between. Yeah, I mean, I'm trying to flush, but yeah. the palate was just really hit by the the spice of that first drink, yeah. and because of that, I had a kind of a hard time because I went from that to this kind of mellow pineapple drink, and I mean, you just you're, you're not even getting it. Like I, I, it was so it felt it was like water, and then I also realized. And I don't know if they knew this was going to happen, but the drinks were sitting for a little bit. So, so they got watered down some. The ones that were on the rocks, by the time we got to them, they were diluted to a point that would have hurt their scores. So we almost had to kind of make a point to try them at their stations instead of just on our tables yeah. to uh, to judge it. Um, St. Leo won <laughs> the, uh, the audience and the judges' um, votes. I thought there were I think there were ten entrants. I thought nine were very good and one was a clear last, um, is what I what I thought. I'm not saying that. You're not gonna say? No, I'm not gonna say. Just just in case. We're not gonna we're not gonna <laughs> we're not gonna do that. But that's what I that's what I thought. So um Well, I mean look, here here's part of the problem and I, I know people that know live in Oxford. Can you say what their spirit was? I don't even remember. Um, okay. I, yeah, I really don't remember. I know what they did to screw it up, but I don't remember what their okay. actual spirit was. Gotcha. Um, but here's your problem: is like you know some of the bartenders, so you've got to make sure you're not biased in your head because sure. going in, I'm going to go, oh well, Joe's fantastic, Ivy's fantastic, like yeah, and those they were, but yeah, you got to be like, hey, no, let's let's like what's whatever. I mean, Joe's amazing. Yes, I'm saying. Yeah, so like when yeah. he tells me like I try his drink, I'm like, yeah, that's really really good. Then he tells me how he did it, and I was like, oh hell, okay, like yeah, I'm I'm, I'm in now, and yeah. I'm like, no, stop, just because you know him and like, yeah. he's good, you can't do that. Because, like, I will say, Ivy got a his, – his spirit was orange gin. And going in, I would have thought, there's no way in the world I have any desire for this. It was good. It was it was really, really good. Um, I had him second on my ballot. Um, he put it with, like – passion fruit and like some sort of something else like it was it was really really well done and balanced and the whole the whole deal um but anyway yeah so no i, I i'm i'm good I've recovered pretty pretty quickly it's uh it's all uh it's all good no no no, no pod advertisers um were involved didn't have to didn't Did you work to. on that at all do what I'm kidding. yeah i mean you know <laughs> joke uh so Okay. Uh, again, no practice today at all. Yeah, full day off. Yeah, full day off. I don't know what the hell I'm going to do all day. Nine twenty. We're about done with this. I don't have anything to write. Yeah, I've got one more bullet point on something, and I'll publish. And then, yeah, not much else. I mean, the house is about to get eerily quiet. It's about to hit me. See, oh, you, you are getting a little empty nested today. It didn't. You? It didn't hit me on Friday because we got back late Thursday and had to mm-hmm. drive Carson to Tupelo mm-hmm. immediately. We didn't get back from Tupelo till almost nine thirty, and then on Friday I had to take the dogs to the vet. Had football, 
came back, had to write football, had to mm-hmm. go get Carson from school, go get the dogs. By that time, it's 5.30, and I'm spent. And then I had the weekend, I covered football. Yeah, yeah. Today, I got nothing. It's, not, it's a little weird. It's going to be a little weird, for right. sure. We'll be back in the uh, morning. We'll talk to you again. Again, there is practice tomorrow, so you'll get practice coverage at RumbleGrove.com. you get some coverage later today as well, just the kind of stuff, whatever's going on football-wise. Maybe Zach's got some recruiting and whatnot. So appreciate everybody joining us on this morning podcast. Set your, uh, set your clocks. We're on a little bit of a new routine, so I hope you have a wonderful day. We'll talk to you again tomorrow. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about, but why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.